you knocked over my beer. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, fuck you. Huh? Mic check. One, two. Yo. Welcome to the Blue Dreamer broadcast. This is a portion of the broadcast that I'm now calling Blue Speak. This is an interview with different artists of all types. This time I have on a good, very good friend of mine, Mr. Chris Brunner, aka Miklo. Say what's up. What up? What up? What yeah, up, yeah. Everyone? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Respect. It's Respect. nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. First, first time. First time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how you, how's things, man? How's life? Everything's good, man. You know got some stuff to handle you know like all of us but uh put putting one foot in front of the other getting from here to there you know kind of deal that's right that's right yeah so i've known chris for almost decades yeah (laughs) (laughs) at least one if not almost two shoot i'd say we probably met in 2000 or 2001 yeah 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 and uh in el cajon <laughs> yeah i live nowadays yeah, yeah 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 i remember going to see uh your band practice what was the band again at the time we were called sarah s-e-r-a yes 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 and i was homies with kenny i mean yeah. not i like i feel like i love kenny and i've known kenny a long time but i can't remember what really brought me it had to be kenny yeah kenny was the one who like brought you over right and he's the one that introduced us and it was cool that like me you and kenny are still great friends to yeah this day. yeah <laughs> exactly exactly he was our first musical guest on when i was doing the podcast with alec the third side podcast and um yeah so that's that that was our introduction we hit it off and I had a bong in my back. <laughs> it was like, oh shit, that's it, party on, dude. Like, so, so definitely we've been connected ever since. And uh, we connected on a lot of like conspiracy stuff. And, you know, definitely music was heavy. And, you know, just different. I think you and I just have alternative, quote unquote, alternative viewpoints on everything, you know, on, on, on life in general. And I think that really plays into the relationship, obviously, because we're still here. We're still hanging out. We're still talking what we talk, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, it means a lot. It really does, you know, and, and to see the way things are in the world and, you know, whatever people's mentalities and viewpoints and, you know, whatever was out there. You and I just are pretty consistent. <laughs> yeah. At least with each other, you know? Yeah, we've been, you know, through the years, we've been there for each other and, and you know, our growth and where our music has gone, where our minds have gone, you yeah. know, you're definitely one of the most important people and my my bro, you know. And for sure. It's been it's been a fun, a fun life. <laughs> yeah, fun trip, man. Yeah. Interesting trip. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, so, so... You were playing guitar and Sarah. 
were you playing anything before that? Was there another band before Sarah? Yeah, I've been I've been playing in bands since I was like 15, but nothing that really like, you know, took off or you know, nothing that was like stable. I'd never had like a stable lineup until the band Kavena that yeah. I was in for like 8 years and Yeah. So, yeah, I've been playing for So where did where time. did it all start? Where where exactly? Where was the first time guitar came or just music in general but like guitar too like did you grow up with a lot of music around you like your, yeah you my I mean? my parents well i'm i'm from i'm originally from monterey california and those that know like Jimi hendrix music uh he burned his guitar on stage at the monterey pop festival right. and so i'm from monterey and and um I was raised to love music by my family and my parents, and uh, I saw Tower of Power, a legend, nice. legendary yeah, Fuck yeah. band, on, on that same stage at the Monterey Fairgrounds. And yeah. my Aunt Ruth, she let me hold up one of their early uh, album covers, yeah. and she told me to stick my hand out, and the singer gave me a high five. Oh, that's dope. I must have been like <laughs> six or seven years old. And, 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 and that, he's the only surviving member, right? <laughs> I oh, think to this day. <laughs> I don't know. Or he might have just passed, but I think he was the only surviving. I think he's still the only surviving I think member. one of the horn players is like oh, the guy okay. who's keeping it going. Okay, okay, for sure. But that's, you know, that was my first like conscious memory yeah but down the line my mom had told me that like in the early 80s they were friends my parents were friends with like a van halen tribute band and, yeah and that they actually looked similar to the van halen guys yeah and, and that they would come over to our house and uh we would see them on TV while they're hanging out in the yeah. living room with us. And my mom kind of tricked me into thinking I was friends with Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, dude. I never heard that. So, yeah. That's I mean, awesome. I, I really You're was. like, I know those fools, dude. <laughs> yeah, those are my homies. They you come see those the record, man? I know those fools. Dude. <laughs> yeah. They kind of kick it all the time, dude. That's so, yeah. funny. I, um, my mom brought me around a lot of music of... I saw Candlebox. If you guys remember that yeah, 90s yeah, band, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember uh, she took me to Candlebox when I was like in sixth grade, and yeah. I remember thinking, I remember once it started, I was I covered my ears. I'm like, it's too loud. What's wrong with all you people? <laughs> and, and, you know, the What's joke that was on smell. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> the joke was on me getting into music. That's and, you funny. Know, getting my eardrums ruptured or whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, so when what what tipped you towards guitar like well i grew up you know i was born in 81 so i was a child of the 80s and i i grew up liking are we all <laughs> i i first liked you know pop r&b and and rap music but it so my first cd was actually crisscross and then i had oh, yeah. <laughs> snoop doggy dogs doggy style you know i i had cassettes before that but those were like my first cds yeah and then um when Green Day and Offspring and Nirvana came out and Stone Temple Pilots, those were like my first rock bands. Those were my first like albums. And I had a the first Stone Temple Pilots cassette. Yeah. And my Walkman going to school, that was that was like when I that was when I became a rocker. You know, I was like into rap and stuff before and Yeah. And then when the nineties came Same. around <laughs> yeah yeah and th that's part of how that not rap rock thing took right, off because right. for guys like us it wasn't like a trend to get into it was right. like that was how we grew up yeah. so it wasn't it was natural for us yeah well interesting yeah you, you know sure. yeah 
So that was that was the beginning of the natural process. It was like, what do you expect? What the fuck? That's what we were listening <laughs> exactly. to. I mean, how could we not mash it all together? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. It was kind of inevitable for, yeah. for our time and place. And so yeah, I mean, I wanted to play music earlier. I wanted to play drums, you know. And um, who made you want to play drums? Because I remember, because I was the same. Oh, Trey Cole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, Trey Cole's the man, bro. Yep. He's always been the man. I mean, like, because he played such, like, not spastic, but very just up tempo shit. Mm-hmm. But he was just always in the same posture. And he just, like, he was like a clown, dude. He yeah. was like, he was silly with it. I, lo- <laughs> I loved him, too. Dude. That's funny, dude. Yeah, that but I dope. didn't, I never got my hands on an instrument at that time. But then at the end of freshman year, I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers in concert. Nice. That was the Dave Navarro era. Yeah. My and, my favorite fucking Chili Peppers era, by the it way. It was a great era. One hot minute, bro. I'm all about Yo. that album. I love that album. And that concert really blew my mind. And I wanted to be a bass player. I, I wanted to be like Flea. Oh, for sure. So I signed up for a guitar class trying to, you know, I asked the teacher, like, hey, if I got a bass, would you teach me? And she was like, well, yeah, but sign up. In the meantime, you know, until you get a bass, and we'll get you on guitar. And I just stuck with guitar. I never got yeah. a bass. And yeah. you know, I will say that, like, I am really thankful that people responded to my guitar playing because there's a lot of guitar players in this world. Oh yeah, you know, but there's a lot of musicians. There's a lot of musicians <laughs> in this world, and I, I don't really know why, but I am thankful that I've had you know some support from people and it kind of blows my mind because i I really just did what i did and didn't really like think too hard about it but you know it's been a great life you know meeting meeting my bros like you and kenny and yeah you know i think i think honestly it's an inherent thing that we the way that we manipulate sound for in any medium in any way in any fashion in any form it's 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 natural it's Mm -hmm. a natural thing like we're just smooth with our shit dude like period you know i mean and i know that from experience and i know that from learning from others like you know when you were in Cavena, like i'd always be there because i was just like dude you're fucking dumb like i was like your number one fan you know what i mean like (laughs) for real but because I saw what you were doing and it was it was a natural thing to me you know it wasn't it wasn't forced so you started playing guitar. So how long until you actually like played with other people, like got into a band type situation? Or actually, what, what did you, how did you start playing guitar and then what? Like, I started, you know, for a lot of, a lot of guys, you know, going to church. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was in a, a Christian band. That was like my very first band. Crazy, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, we, man, I mean, I must have been like 16 years old. And, For sure. Uh, we didn't even have a name or anything, but that was like our first practice space because you could get loud in church, you know. Yeah. There's usually a drum set there. Yeah. And so my friend. And it sounded good. And it sounded good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Acoustics and uh, stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, church is a good, like, environment for, for musicians because everybody plays, you know, it kind of goes with the territory yeah. of yeah. it, you know. Yeah. I went to a church right down the street, not too far from here, St. Pius, and my favorite part about going to church was the band. There you go. And yeah. I remember there was a female singer, and she played guitar, and she was so dope, dude. And I was just watching her, be like, <laughs> she had a dope voice. She fucking played acoustic and sang, and like she would just project. I was like, 
this shit's dope. Nice. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're like, it's religious music. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Bro. She's <laughs> fucking rocking, bro. Exactly. That's all I care about. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, that, but yeah, that's what matters most is is the vibe. And, and that's, that's what's great about music. It, it bridges right. gaps and, you know, connects people brings people together in, in a unified rhythm and yeah you know everybody's kind of locking in you know at, at a good concert that you're feeling you you know everybody's like on the same page and that's like right. feeling it and, and high-fiving the, and shit yeah <laughs> so yeah i was totally into that you know going i started out as a fan you yeah. know and, and just wound up on the other side of the, right. the stage basically and yeah so yeah so was what cool. was the first band you're in like well at past church what was the next step like i had been jamming with dudes you know i was in sacramento at the time and you know that like, was when did you start finding your sound because that's also part of a, like the evolution of becoming an, a, a musician you know you an know, expressionist yeah. i would say <laughs> i guess you know we've talked about this before a lot of a lot of sounds are, are described with like colors you know like the blues right. is you know the most known but yep. there, there's the brown sound you know that eddie van halen sound yeah he supposedly has the brown sound right and the, the orange sound you know orange guitar yep. amplifiers that yeah. that british oh, yeah. invasion kind of uh yeah sound and yeah. then you know black metal um for you know that dark heavy stuff yeah that's like rectifier shit is the black <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <I'd say>. yeah. <laughs> i kind of <laughs> You know, if if we're to describe uh, sounds like colors, yeah. I play the grays. You know, the gray sound okay. and and uh, Sacramento and and Northern California, where I'm originally from. It, yeah. it the local scene definitely had the gray sound with like yeah. Deftones and yeah. Far and Cake and early Papa Roach. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's some other local bands like Filibuster is a band that yeah I know I, I love them like with, dude that's so heart. funny just sorry but like you say gray sound and I think of a Carvin for some reason <laughs> for some reason well I have a I great remember, Carvin guitar I just say but I remember those Carvins that had that kind of like gray like almost carpeted type like old school car with the old school carvin fucking with the line under it and see you knew about carvin before i did because yeah. they're from san diego and you were you were well, here only because like i saw them at the shops that i would go to i didn't know like in depth what but i heard i a saw rumor, a lot of good gear you know what i mean i heard a rumor that carvin actually used to be in el cajon a long long time ago i think ago. so yeah. that's a trip yeah <laughs> i'm pretty sure which is why you're so you're so connected, bro. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, all right, all right. I, we weren't planning on bringing this up, but but man, probably like a year or two ago, yeah, you had, you had asked me like, hey, hey, dude, would you play a a solo on, on one of my songs? I'm like, dude, I don't even have a guitar right now, and, and, and you were you were like taken back by that, like, dude, you're one of my favorite guitar players. Like, how dare you? And, and you, you you gave me some money to go put a down payment, yeah. and I went up to Kiesel that day, and and uh, I ran into Jeff Kiesel, and and he signed my guitar. Yeah. And so yeah, I have I have a made in San Diego guitar yeah. and it's gray, signed yeah. by the guy and and my homie helped me out. You know, I yeah, it was blasphemy. How dare you? Man? <laughs> How dare you play guitar fucking dope as fuck and not have a guitar? Dude? What's your problem? Man? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no. But you know, <laughs> yeah. for those the listeners out there, yeah. my life got redirected. I got into paranormal and conspiracy for a while, and, and, and I did that for about eight years and. I tried to do music at the same time, and yeah. that was the Banterans we we had going for you yeah. know, like like almost three years. Yeah. And, but that was just it was it was hard because paranormal and, and conspiracy is obviously controversial. And yeah, 
it tugged on a lot of people's fabric. You know, when, when, sure. you're, when you're in a band, you kind of live in each other's shoes. And, right. You know, so yeah, I'm retired from paranormal now. I've um, done that to my heart's content. Yeah. And I'm trying to get back into music now, and yeah, which is why we're doing well, that's, this. That's that's why we're talking about it, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, so when was Sarah? Sarah was Sarah was like the early 2000s. Early 2000s, yeah, because that's when you and I really started connecting. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that come about, Kenny? <laughs> Kenny, yeah. Yeah, I met man. Did you jam? Did you used to jam with Kenny? Before? I jammed with Kenny. He was the one. You know, Kenny really changed my life in a in a way because like I had met him. Man, if I'm gonna take it way way yes, back, please. Okay, okay. yes, please, yes, please. I moved yes. to San Ysidro, which is a part of San Diego, yeah. from Sacramento in July of a lot 90- of Mexicans down there. Yep, <laughs> I moved it's as close there. to TJ as you could get to in California. Maybe. Definitely, you could see it <laughs> in <Yeah>. the horizon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, like. My friends in the apartments, you know, I didn't speak any Spanish. I'm half Mexican, but I look white. Yeah. And my last name is a white last name. But, like, my friends in the apartments, they're like, dude, I think you'd fit in more with uh, Imperial Beach and Mar Vista. So so I took their advice. (laughs) And instead of of going to Southwest High School, I went to Mar Vista for senior year. And I remember... The first day, there's a lot of Mexicans in Mar Vista too, though, bro. True. But they're like surfer type, like because I knew a lot of fools. And I wound there's a lot of rockers at Southwest, and, and I wound up hanging exactly, out with them exactly, after high school. Like, exactly. Well, like Jacob Vaughn, it was a guy who he played in a band called Sigwise. Dude, I remember that. Yeah. Name. Wow. Yeah, How do I remember that name. So I went to school with Jacob. Crazy. And. Sickwise's bass player Victor went to a trade school in downtown, and Kenny was a Chula Vista guy, yeah. and, and they went to that school. And so they were, Kenny at the time was in the band Outlet, and so Outlet and Sickwise became friends, and I was like friends with Sickwise, and and so I started jamming with Kenny. We we tried to get the Sarah thing going, but yeah. I was really young, and you know I made some mistakes and stuff, and and nothing sure. really like came of it. And um, but that was like how I met them and. Kenny introduced me to a lot of Chula Vista because I, you know, I was the new kid in right. town, and, right. and and you know that's how I met you. And yeah. uh, you so know, you were still in the south. I was still in the okay. south. Okay, okay, at that time. Um, Kavena got together in two thousand four, and um, coincidentally, man, this is another like. <laughs> Go ahead. Man. This is another like trippy like story, but like. The band Sprung Monkey, you know, yeah. San Diego Legends, you yes, know, sir. toured the world, major label band. And yep. like, I had heard of them before moving to San Diego. And, and you know, their, their uh, song, Get Them Out of Here, is like Sweet Home San Diego. Yes, so yes. That was kind of our that theme was song. That was the anthem, yeah. Right. And we yeah. were moving here at the time. So it was like, a you know, for, for me and my family, it was like, a, you know, a sign, you, you know. And, yeah. Well, like years later... I had met Will Riley from Sprung. He was in guitarist. A, yeah, he was yeah, in yeah. another band called Media Lab at the time, and I'd gone to their shows and met him. and And Will got a job where I worked at Taylor Guitars afterwards. And uh, we, we, I told him, "Oh, hey, dude, you know, I, I just saw Media. I met you at a Media Lab show a couple weeks ago." I said, "Oh, what's up, dude? You know?" And, yeah. and our rehearsal space. You know, I'm still at this rehearsal space all these years later yeah, to this yeah. day. But like, he started coming to our rehearsal space and seeing Kavena. We weren't playing out yet. We were still getting our our first batch of songs together yeah. and getting our our sound 
together yeah and uh he was hanging out with us and sprung monkey had reunited because they were broken up for a few years and um he was playing in media lab and those guys uh the bass player and drummer from Sprung Monkey were in a band with Marcos from P.O.D. called Accident Experiment. Oh, so, I remember that too. So this was that era. It, I met I met P.O.D. and Sprung well, Marcos when they weren't even in Sprung or P.O.D. But right. Both they both like reunited and um, well, when Sprung Monkey got back together, they were playing a, a a bunch of shows and they had like an acoustic set at. Scatter Beans in Viejas, which is like a Starbucks. And um, Steve Summers at the time was a sound guy at Kane's, which was a, a pop, a legendary San Dude, Diego. Kane's was yeah. the shit, bro. Rest I in peace, Kane's. Yeah, I miss that place so much. Kenny used to work there. <laughs> I love that place, bro. Like, so we were looking for our first gigs, and Kane's was a, uh, you know, we were trying to aim high. We yeah. wanted to get in at Kane's. For and, sure. That was the spot to me. That was the spot. That was the spot. So many good memories there. Yeah. Um, Like, I love Soma, but, like, to me, Kane's just, I think a lot more artists, big name artists played there because it was right by the beach. You know know what I mean? But, like, Soma was my home, but Kane's was, like, going out on a Friday, Saturday night. Like, that was, like, oh, shit. Like, you know what (laughs) what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, that was that spot for me, dude. What all right? Here's here's a little piece of San Diego uh, yeah. lore. Um, I think what is it? Kyle from Slightly Stupid? I don't know those guys or anything, but sure. but we had played in OB a lot, and my friend Nikki was going out with like Kyle's brother's friend or something. So Kyle's brother and and, and her boyfriend and her they used to go to our shows, and when we played at Kane's, and I, I remember like. My my friend Jeremiah like got in a fight with oh, him shit. on the bike path. Oh and, wow! And like I broke it up, and I'm like, dude, you you and like slightly stupid just got in a fight, <laughs> and like they didn't know who each other were. He's, He's like, like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. And I'm friends with both of them. Like I'm the one that had to break it up, and, and I'm I'm just thinking in the back of my mind, like, wow, what what a, what an That's amazing funny. memory. And, well, like, uh, well, I remember going to see Bad Brains there. That's awesome. When they played there, it was like one of the last times, I think it was the last time they played in San Diego. And like, basically, like the rumor was HR was homeless. Oh, yeah. And he was like literally sleeping on the beach. <laughs> and I, he, I swear to God, he rolled up on stage with like a sleeping bag, threw it down, and then they just started fucking playing. I was like, God damn, I think he really was sleeping <laughs> on the fucking beach, dude. Like, it was crazy. Sorry, go ahead. Well, so we we were trying to get our first gigs at Kane's, and um, we went just as as fans of Sprung Monkey. We went to that Vieja show at the, uh, you know, Scatter Beans. And while we were walking there, we saw Steve Summers in line getting some food because we, you know, we were there early. The show hadn't started yet, and um, um, I introduced myself to him because I hadn't met him yet. And I, and I go, "Hey, man, I'm friends with Will. I heard you sound guy for Canes. We're trying to get our first gigs. We're starting out, and could I maybe pass a demo to you and you know pass it on to the right guy? I, I didn't even know how this even right. works. I never did a gig in my whole life, right. and." and um, He's like, yeah, do you have the demo on you? And we're like, oh, it's in the car. So we went and grabbed it and gave it to him. And, and Steve was always like real cool with, with me. He was always real cool with me, real real good dude. And uh, he's like, he's like, oh, right on, dudes. Uh, I'll pass this on. I'm about to eat. The band's already set up. I'll, I'll see you guys a little later. And I'm like, all right, cool, cool. So so when we when we walk over to um, Scatterbeans, 
the place is packed and the and Ernie's behind his drum set, Will's in front of his amp, and every you know everybody's at their instrument and right. and and Will goes, hey, hey dude, how do you play that one riff of, oh, of yours? And, and he kind of <laughs> he kind of sings it to me, and yeah. it's uh, it actually from uh, the song called Photon. Yeah. On the first Kavena album, Photon. Yeah, he's like, dee, 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 dee. and I knew it. I knew exactly what it was. And he gave me his guitar, dude, in front of everybody. And That's it was, sick. dude, I was like, I was like Rudy Rudiger making that one tackle for Notre Dame. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I never Rudy, played, Rudy. Dude, I never played that riff so perfect in my That's life dope. except that time, dude. I, I put all my soul into it, That's and like. Sick. Everybody was watching because nobody knew who I was. It's like, yeah. why did Will just give this dude this guitar? Yeah, and and like, dude, I, I played it with all my heart and soul. And like, in the middle of that, Steve, the singer that I had just met earlier, he's walking up in the middle of it, and he walks up to me and he goes, he goes, this is what he says, dude. He, and he works for it, okay? and this is why it's so funny. He goes. Fuck canes. <laughs> you want to open for Sprung this Saturday? Yeah, yeah. And dude, like my heart was just like boom, boom, boom. And Will heard it, and, and, and Will was like, was, he's all, oh, he saw the excitement in my eyes. He's all, he's all, he's all easy, Bucky. You know, like, he knew I was about to like jump out of my skin. <laughs> and so I played at a fuck yeah. Now it's called the Seven Ten Club in yeah. PB, but at the time it was Blind Melons. Yes, yes. And that was coincidentally my favorite band, Salmon. They had played at Blind Melons the last time they had come to San Diego. So that was definitely like cool too. And it was a sold out show and, and a bunch of, you know, Sprung was popular. So like we met a lot of the the active people in the scene from that show. And yeah. it, was, it was a great first, like my first time on stage was opening for a sold out Sprung Monkey show. Hell yeah. And I'm not even from San Diego at the right. time. Like yeah. I'm a transplant. Yeah. And dude, like That's I got funny. to tell my mom about it she remembers the song and like the story of us moving here and like couldn't believe it that's sick it was destined bro it was destiny bro yeah you know i've I've been fortunate to have a lot of like those kind of moments those kind of moments like i i was friends with with dexter from offspring i had met him and and became his pen pal and he wrote me back and i actually like flaked on him like i (laughs) I quit writing him back uh when i moved to san diego and i got to go you know this was like in the around the fur era yeah. in Sacramento. Uh, yeah. Stefan, the guitar player, was friends of friends, and I got to go to Deftones' rehearsal space, and I didn't even realize how big Deftones were with at the, the skate time. ramp and all that. The shit. skate ramp, yep. yeah, the, yeah. The first half pipe I'd ever been on was was in their uh, warehouse. Fuck yeah! And I didn't realize how big Deftones were until I moved to San Diego, and I saw you know, yeah, people down here were really into them, yeah. and so that was you know. I got a lot of like little stories like that where we're like you could do this. I mean, you've talked to people and you you talk to them like regular people, right? And exactly. So that that like impossibility that a lot of people imagine is there, right? Wasn't there for me? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's funny because I think of when people interview artists and they're just like, "I'm just a normal dude," like, and I think yeah. it's it's the perception that comes from the fan that's just like. But no, dude, like, because they're so enamored with their style, with their delivery, you know, whatever it is, it's like, you can't help but to gush. And then you're just like, but no, you're, you're extraordinary. They're like, no, bro. Like <laughs> I pay rent. I fucking yeah, shit. I got I shit in the toilet. I got problems, bro. Yeah, like yeah. we're the same. We're not different. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess that brings up a good point. Like you can't play the blues if you don't have the blues and, and like, Music that's gonna be worthwhile comes from 
a, an interesting life, you know, right. a, a meaningful life, and, and staying true to what you feel, and and betting on yourself in, in a right. sense, and believing in your taste, and you know, something I I I kind of admire about like women is is that I've noticed that they kind of stay true to their taste more than than guys. I mean, not not like a no, yeah, a yeah. overarching thing, but like yeah. When 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 a woman really like likes something, she likes yeah. it no matter what. Where I, I've noticed like guys are kind of more breezy about it. Like if if everybody hates a band, a guy will be like, "Oh well, I don't like that band anymore either." Yeah. Where like a girl will be like, "I don't care, I, I like it." I think a lot of has to a lot of that has to do with emotions, True. and 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 men tend to suppress their emotions. True. And as being one that definitely does not suppress his emotions, I can understand why because women are very emotional you know and 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 that's something i've had to learn to kind of like deal with but i don't give a fuck you know yeah (laughs) yeah i I think that's what makes me me so i gotta like represent you know i think a lot of like people could take like the whole machismo shit is just you know i mean yeah and and being image conscious like oh that band you know that was you know that was an '80s band, and we're in the '90s now, so, right. so we don't like Def Leppard no right. more. Or exactly. whatever, where a chick will still bump Iron Maiden. You know, it, exactly. She'll stay '80s through the '90s and, yeah. and things like that. And a lot of yeah. guys are, are ho bags like that and, and, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. sell out. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, 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 true. And so that's, that's but I think it's it's an emotional attachment type thing. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. and I think guys feel it they just do it they're just like no fuck that shit fuck that <laughs> fuck those bitches fuck that shit it's like no bitch they're fucking sick as fuck like <laughs> come on dude don't fucking don't front dude. don't front you know i remember you know i lived in san Isidro too and and this was when pod was getting big and i didn't know who they were i mean you guys you yeah, guys yeah. did you guys grew up here around them well they would play at our high school they would play at a hilltop and that's shit. awesome and they would that we i would fucking see stickers on people's fucking lockers and shit so payable on death when their first album came out and it was the big hype at fucking hilltop so that's we knew awesome. who they were. i remember and uh, i saw them play at a church in bonita when their brown album came out and they played on the fucking church stage in front of the altar and shit and we sat in the pews and we're just sitting there while i was like wow i'm watching pod at a fucking church and they're just rocking out dude and you know it was cool it was dope dude. yeah i was never a huge fan but i was just like all right this is cool like right on you know i remember you know when when the south town album the music video came out it was yeah. huge it was on mtv oh, and yeah. stuff and yeah. they were on the ibp that was you the know. break bro that was when yeah. they broke bro and I, d- I never met those dudes at that time I-, I met them later but i remember there was a band uh agua dulce i know you've yep. heard of those guys yeah yeah, fuck, yeah. And they, they were friends with, with marcos and i remember i was kicking it at, at their pad i saw them in san francisco when i lived in fucking san francisco they had they i went to the agua dulce's house <laughs> and, fucking dope yeah that yeah. was another thing that like blew my mind because they were tracking an album you know dante and tizok you know what's up dudes yeah uh, they, they were tracking an album and i remember you know we were all smoking a joint outside and they yeah. kind of you know in in a friendly like loving way yeah, like yeah. these like oh i saw marcos on mtv you know and they were yeah. all kind of you know a little light roast but it was yeah they like fuck that bitch <laughs> 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 like that's not punk you no, know? Like, yeah 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 but yeah, yeah. That, that was definitely a trip <laughs> and you know i was working at taylor guitars which is up close to santee and yeah. uh, there was a santana high school shooting oh yeah remember? i remember that. and and uh i went okay how do i say this my co-worker randy 
He was the water polo coach for Santana High, but he was my coworker at Taylor Guitars also. And we went to the taco shop right there on Cuyamaca and uh, I think it's like Hilberto's. I'm not sure, but like mm-hmm. it's all about Estrada's, by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Hilberto's, me and Randy, we, we went there for lunch and uh, I saw Wuv from the drummer from POD standing yeah. in front of me and... Uh, he had he had tribal pants on and and people have tribal shirts but you don't really see tribal pants too yeah, much. Yeah, no, you got to be you got to be connected, bro. Yeah. Tribal pants is You have to level. have a tribal sticker on something. You have a tribal shirt, maybe a hat, but pants that's you could definitely got to be connected. Yeah. yeah. And so that was that, that and I knew his real name was like Noah, so I was like, "Noah?" And I he, didn't even know that. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, he turned around and and I and I I met him, you know, and yeah. and while I was talking with him, he's all he's all, "Yeah, dude, we're we're over here at Golden Track Studios getting ready to record." And 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 I'm like, "Oh, cool, man." And then, like when I'm talking to him, then the other three guys come in and sit down, and and, I'm just, and that was like my first time meeting them. And uh, coincidentally, that was the day of the shooting because when when we get back to work after lunch, there's a call, you know, for, to Randy saying uh, water polo practice at Santana is canceled. And then later, I saw that um, that Pod's song "Youth of the Nation" nation was like a, a chart topping song, and. Uh, they had said that they had wrote it because of the Santana High School shooting. Wow. They were in the studio and they wrote it that day because they were interesting. right next to it. And I met them that day. That's crazy. You know? That's interesting. Wow. So that was that's another, you know, little Sync, story. Synchronicity. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Uh, wow. Interesting, man. I met Warren G once, the rapper. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like in real life? In real life. Like a- <laughs> I was at a trade show. Crazy. And I was passing out Cavana CDs. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! That's and I was so faded. <laughs> there you go. I, I was I was faded. I probably shouldn't have been faded or oh, passing. Oh, that's all right. That's, yeah. how, that's how you had to meet him. Bro. I don't think he good. was allowed, but yeah, I, just, I don't know if I don't know if Warren G's listening to this, but but <laughs> if he is, he's definitely going to remember this, dude, oh, because shit. because uh, <laughs> like I, I walk I'm walking around and I see him. But I think it was like Shure microphones at okay. the time. It was like okay. he, so he was like at a vendor booth signing, you know, doing a meet and greet, and it was like behind Shure mics. Was it Nam or is it yeah? Just, it was a okay, Nam okay, show. Oh, yeah. for sure, for sure, for sure. And, and uh, oh man, I mean, I got more stories than go the ahead, Nam go show, ahead, but, go but ahead, like go the ahead. Warren G one is the best because uh, <laughs> we're walking around and I'm faded, dude. I had the liquid courage going and yeah. like. I, I see him and I walk right up to him, bro. Like I cut everybody. There's like a huge line around the corner, dude. You're and I just walk, me, I pretend I don't even see the line. And like and like Warren G's security is about to like knock me the fuck out, dude. Like, oh, this is the one right here. Like they thought they thought this is, you know, this what they said. gonna up. get fucked up right now. Yeah. I'm about to make my paycheck. They right were now. ready, Check dude. It. They were ready. But Warren G, he respected uh, my 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 grind, you know? And he, and, he, and, he, and he like brushed him off and he and he dapped me up, dude. He's like, What's up, little homie? And he yeah, gave me yeah, a little fist bump. Sick, and I gave him the CD. He's like, What's this? I'm like, it's West Coast, dude. He's like, Really? <laughs> West Coast. West shit. Coast, bro. And he's like, Word, dude, I'll check it out. And I gave him a little like homie hug. And dude, there's like a hundred pairs of fuck, dagger dude. eyes just like, oh, fuck, like dude, that's cutting so me funny. in half, dude. Oh and, my god, that's so funny, dude. But that was, you know, fuck that yeah. was it. It's like man. I think you just draw that respect. You draw that energy, bro. You know what I mean? Like, Thank it's you, true. That's why you're saying you're like, people 
love my guitar playing. I don't know why. And I think it's just, you just got that energy about you. It's kind of a, I don't give a fuck, but like not in a harsh way. (laughs) If that makes sense. I love you, but I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I do it the same way. You know, I I think I, I kind of, I kind of shine the same way. Yeah, definitely. Because I'm on my own path. I'm thinking my own thoughts. I'm, you know, and I and I feel bad because I feel like people have told people don't talk to me because I think I have such a serious look on my face. But as soon as someone just comes up to me and is like, "Hey, how you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, hey!" Like, you know what I mean? like it, it doesn't take much. Yeah. But once the ice is broken, it doesn't happen that often. You know what I mean? And it's like I sometimes I think about it and I don't understand it, but at the same time I don't question. It's just. I just got a lot of shit going on in my head, you know what I mean? So I can't really explain it, but that's just the way it is, you know? And I'm yeah. sure you carry... I, th- I think you're definitely more social than I am. You're more of a social butterfly than I am, like... Well, they, I mean, you, you are too, but thank you. I, I can I be, I can be, but, you know, it's like... I, I think I'm, I've always got an agenda, <laughs> you know? And not in a... Not in a... Uh, 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 like a, a demanding way, not in a, and I want something for myself way, but just in a way that's like, no, man, I'm trying to make some shit happen. You don't want <laughs> some shit to happen. You don't want shit to, come on, man, let's make shit happen. Like, you know, it is like, well, fuck, well, if I'm the only one, then okay, then I'm the only one. But, you know, not always true, but I'm just saying that that's just kind of the feels that I get from, from the outside world. Inside, yeah. You know, and, you know I, I would kind of say that in my observation, like guys like you and, sure. and Kenny and, and my good homie Lawrence and, you know, my musician homies that I love, it it seems to me like the the best musicians are the ones that have the most love for music. The biggest yeah. fans yeah. are able to transpose that into meaningful music right. somehow, some way. And, you know... I don't really get it, but you don't. You don't need to. You don't need to understand all the the nuances and intricacies to make use of something. You know, right. like you don't need to know how everything in a car works to drive a car. Right. You, you know, and you don't need to know how everything in a guitar. You know, all the components in the electronics and stuff work to play a guitar. You know, and yeah, and I think that that love and and the appreciation, like the biggest fans, make the best music. Right. In in my observation. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's fans for the music, you know. Even in myself playing guitar, it's fan a fan of the instrument, you know. It's a fan of people paying attention, you know. What I mean, like, it, I am a fan of all of that because I am a fan. Exactly. I have plenty of music that I listen to that I'm just like that shit's sick, shit sick, shit sick. And if I happen to meet the person that created that shit, I'm just like. Whoa like what's up dude that shit's dumb like just gush because i'm a fan but i also create in that same mentality like like not that i'm expecting anyone to gush over me but it's like that's where the particulars of like well i want it to be like this i want to i want to like cut the edge like like uh you know get all the rough edges off like shine it up let's make it clean like make it dope dude it's gotta be dope bro because this shit i'm listening to is dope as fuck my shit's gotta be dope as fuck you know but it also has to be my style exactly that's still something i'm still learning to embrace and you've got a lot style you've got a lot of stories of me and people you look up to also you know you were good friends with oh 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, Jonah from Far. You yeah, know, you you've got a lot of stories. Yeah, I've met people, you know, in in moments where I was just like, I, you know, like I'll talk to anyone if I feel it's like time to like I, I don't know how to explain it because I'm not I'm not like a fanboy to where I'm like oh my god can I get your autograph but I'm also like because I want to be cool <laughs> you know what I mean like I gotta be cool you know what I mean like I, I can't be. And I'm still going through that, but it's a respect thing. Mm-hmm. It's respect. It's like, no, dude, like I respect what the fuck you do. Like, and, and, and that could be on any level of, you know, that's why I like with this, with what I'm doing, like I want to interview different artists, like mm-hmm. people that do graffiti, people that take pictures, because when I see their art, I'm like attracted to it. And then I'm like, okay, I want to know what the fuck goes into doing that. Because I can't do what you do, but I get it because it's part of my style. Like, I mm-hmm. feel it. I feel it, so I want to, like, know the story, you know? That's what's up. You know, and that's 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 my style. You that know? is my style. That's part of my style, you know? Yeah, man. It's- that's why I can't just jock anything. Well, like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, check out this. You know, I've had friends just be like, oh, check out this song. And I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> I'm already off, like, first three seconds. I'm like, yeah, I don't like it. You know, but I don't want to be a dick. But at the same time, I will be a dick. Because <laughs> that's just, that's just, I don't, you know, it's like, I know what I want to hear. And I know what I want to see. You know? mm-hmm. That's all, you know. And, and, and I don't mean any disrespect. But I just, that's just the way my mind and my heart, my soul works. You know, that's just the way it works. It's yeah. the way it is. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, so... Let's play some music. Let's see. Uh, All right. You, we picked out some some songs here. I asked Chris to show me uh, name some songs that uh, inspired him in his guitar playing days and his early music days. Um, so the first one you told me was "A Man Who Sold the World." So what? How did this come about? Like, why? Why this song? Why? Because I remember when this album came out. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing it on MTV when fucking it first came out. Mm-hmm. And I was already deep into Nirvana at that point because like my favorite album at that point was Incesticide mm-hmm. because it was just so different. It was so raw. Well, Bleach is actually my favorite Nirvana album. Mm-hmm. But Incesticide after that was kind of like because In Utero was big at that point. I was like, and your girl's cool, but it was too polished for me. I wanted to hear some like rough, like some mm. punk rock shit to me, there you know. You go, there you go. And I think Incesticide was more punk rock, and fucking Bleach was metal to me in a way, you know. I wasn't, you know, I love Nirvana now, but back in the day, they, you know, I had I had a couple of their CDs, um, but my first guitar riff that I ever learned. I still remember the guy's name. It was David McKee. He had a guitar and he brought it around and uh, he taught me how to play that lead opening riff to the man who sold the world. Right. And and like, I do like the song, but um, it's just that riff. Bro. Yeah, it's no, more, me too. I get it. I it's get more it. the history because like when I played that, I felt the power. It blew my mind. I'm like, dude, I, I've heard this song and it sounds exactly like it. Like, whoa, I learned how to actually yeah. play. And I felt I felt powerful you yeah. know and, and so that's and it's such a simple riff right it's one you know i mean it's one string but i didn't even know it was a david bowie song like i didn't i didn't well, know it, any of the history behind it actually david bowie covered, covered it, it. somebody okay, yes. yeah somebody I, before david bowie wrote it. and i just found that out like last year yeah <laughs> like, yeah i that's thought what david I'm bowie saying. 
wrote it, but yeah, that was how that started. All right, let's check it. Classic. Even for... Even for Nirvana. We passed upon the stairs Spoken walls and Honestly, I think this was like my favorite song on this album, even though I didn't know where it came from. I, I think it was that riff that really like caught my attraction, just in the same vein, you know? Like, Cause they play about a girl on this one, and I was like, that's the first song I wanted to learn on guitar. But even the driving like, feedback squeal. Yeah! <laughs> right on fucking time, dude. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's that one. Hell, yeah. But I love that he's playing acoustic and he fucking ran distortion through it. Yeah. Like, that was like, I had no idea, but I was like, that doesn't sound like a regular acoustic guitar. Right. You know what I mean? Like... That's the thing is like, and that was so innovative. Mm-hmm. Not really. It was just, I don't know if that's what Kurt just wanted to do. He's like, fuck, I'm going to drive a fucking, we're going to put an overdrive in front of this bitch for whatever reason, you know? Yeah, that was an amazing performance. Yeah. You know, rest in peace, Kurt Cobain. Yeah, for you know? sure. For sure. He was my first guitar teacher, man. Yeah. I'm definitely a graduate from the Nirvana School of Songwriting, you I'm, know? I'm still trying to do him justice, but, you know, I just, yeah, I can't do it. all right so the next song you picked was enjoy the silence what is the story behind this yeah i just i have an eclectic taste like you you know and uh, inspiration is where you find the great ones do yep (laughs) all right i think it's the rhythm yeah there's there's got a, a soul vibe to it yeah And I love David Gahan's voice so much, yeah. dude. His voice is so sick. It, it, it's the blue. It's got the blue in it. Yep. Really, you know what I mean? Like the failure remake is really good. That's too. the shit. That is the shit. That's, I, that's the actually shit. that's how I got into this song. I, I love both versions. Yeah. But yeah. 
Did you mean me to play the failure version? Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's all good. Well, I grew up listening to Depeche Mode. Because my brother would bump Depeche Mode all the time. Like, and it still influences me. I've never seen them live. You know, like, I don't think I would, especially now. Well, they're almost done, but... Even with this electronic music style, it's got groove to it. You yep. know what I mean? It's got some kind of soul to it, you know? Yeah. All right. And then the last one you picked, of course, and this is what I'm sure anybody that fucking knows Chris knows. <laughs> this is the band that fucking, he exemplifies like the most, well, one of the bands, but did we see them live together? I think I don't a, think so. No, I saw them. Uh, I think at the um, the Warp Tour with Fluff and I think Deftones when they played at the Sports Arena. I'm pretty sure. I I know I've seen them at least one Warp Tour or something. But fucking Pennywise. Oh, I love Pennywise. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Shout out to Shamar and Antonio. I know you guys rock Pennywise with me. <laughs> Shout out to fucking Logan, man. Jesus. <laughs> Woke up this morning, hoping for a better day. Gotta make a change right now, gotta find a better way. She gonna tell them the problems that they're piling up in my head. So sick. Dope as Pennywise at a warp tour and the singer goes I want to see a circle pit from in front of the stage to behind the sound <laughs> and those who know about warp tour that's far yeah, 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 this yeah, is yeah. like a stampede of punk rockers like the Fuck biggest yeah. biggest hit I ever seen yeah I would say they're one of the most energetic but like it's a weird not a weird energy but it's a very like they command the crowd. Yeah. Like, I feel that. I totally feel it. Very clean, just cut and dry, like, right to the point. Yeah, I totally hear Kavena now. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Respect, respect. Yeah, my very favorite bands is Salmon from Gilroy, California, yeah. and Pennywise. All right, those well, are my two favorites of all time. Now we're gonna hear a Salmon track just to throw it in there because I want to. I want to hear the origins, and uh, I know this band is definitely which one. Which one do you like more, Pennywise or Salmon? Dude, well, well, I love both bands, but I'm real close friends with Lawrence. He's he's a teacher of mine. He's he's my bro. He actually baptized me. He's my minister. I, 
you know, I, I am a religious person to a point, but like he is my minister. Like Fuck I, yeah. not, not just anybody, you know, even before he baptized you, he was your minister in a way. Yeah. And, and when I got into paranormal, when I joined the paranormal team and, you know, became a professional, he baptized me in Monterey Bay yeah. out of Santa Cruz. And it was such, I'm so, I'm so thankful that, uh, Lawrence is in my life and, uh, yeah. I love this guy so much. And fuck it. Let's hear it. Boom. Fucking Voltron, bitch. <laughs> What's going on there? We haven't taken a good thing. I'm going to give him Oh, hold on. Sorry. Sorry, technical difficulties. There we go. First time. I mean, when I hear Salmon, I hear Miko playing in Convento. Like, I know that for a fact. Like, it's fucking fact. It's like hard for me to not rap along with him right now. That's okay. Come on, y'all, get it down to a T and fly. I think you ripped this song off, right? I am a Salmon ripoff. Hey, that's all right. I'm a, I'm a fluff ripoff. That's okay, though. I'll own it. I'll own it. So what do you, what do you, okay, my question is, so I, I hear the energy, I hear the vibes, I know the time, you know, that, that this came out, like, there was a lot of bands that were kind of, um, uh, putting that energy up. Mm-hmm. It's a certain kind of energy. Mm-hmm. There was a band here in from down here called C Spot Groove that mm-hmm. was a little more funk, a little more not even Chili Peppers. I think they were a little more like I, I don't like know how fish to explain bones? it. No, like even a little more because I was getting into Three Eleven. I never really was a big Chili Peppers fan, but it was funk. You know, like funk with rock Mm -hmm. but i kind of hear it in this too you know it's it's groove it's all Mm -hmm. groove Mm -hmm. but the groove was kind of a little more robotic in a way i guess like is the word i could use to describe it and that's kind of how they sound not not robotic in like in a in a i don't know how to explain it like robotic like it's just like like I picture you moving the way you move, like you would move on stage. Oh, like yeah. You were almost doing the robot. Like all well, the songs Voltron. No, I know, and robot. even that. There you go. There, you, and that's what I'm saying. But it's like it's 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 that kind of groove. It's even Pennywise kind of has that like real clean, real just. You know what I mean? Like not Locked choppy in. in a bad way, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like. Because there were so many bands that I could, like, I remember hearing Unwritten Law and all these, like, mm-hmm. punk bands at that time. I never got into them. Even Blink, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, like, Pennywise to me was more, like, in this style. Like, and I think that's why 
Did you're you so ever, attracted to them. Did you ever see Blink back in the day? Old school Blink I show? never saw them. No. no, 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 no. I only heard when Cheshire Cat came out and my friend Sean would bump that shit. And I was just like, I love album. Eminem's. I was like, yeah. dude, that's a sick. I, I like that song, but I was like, oh, they're sloppy as fuck. Dude. And like, Car- <laughs> Carousel's a good song on that album. Yeah. Too. So I knew them when they were Blink and not Blink 182. You know what I mean? That's like, what's up. But I didn't, I didn't care. I wasn't. I was just like, all right, that's cool. I was, you know, hear it at the parties and stuff, but I wasn't, you know. I had met Mark Hoppus once, and okay. that, that was a cool experience because uh, Tom DeLong and Mark Hoppus, they took a tour of, of where I was working. and uh, Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. That time. Okay. And uh, I remember they were, they were with the producer, Jerry Finn, who he had produced Green Day's Dookie. He, he passed away. Which now. that album I fucking love, too. Oh, yeah. He was the guy to really break like pop punk into the, right. the airwaves. And... Uh, well, Jerry Finn passed away, rest in peace. But that that was uh, those three guys came through, and uh, I remember I'm I'm working, I'm I'm doing my thing while they're on their tour through the the job, and uh, I kind of like ask in their direction, like, "Hey, where's Travis at?" Because Travis Barker wasn't with them, and and Tom DeLonge kind of snubbed me, he just <laughs> gave me the cold shoulder. <laughs> That's all right, Dick. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, but but uh, but. Uh, Mark Hoppus, he looked over and he answered me. He's all, he's on tour with the transplants right now. And I'm like, oh, cool, dude. I go yeah. back to work. Yeah. But, and, and they carry on with the tour. But Mark keeps looking over at me like, come on, bro. Let's talk, man. He's save, like, you know what's up. Yeah. Save me from this whack-ass tour that I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so he, he kept looking over. So I, I walked over to him. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, he wants to talk with me. So I started talking with him. And then... And then my friend Jeremiah walks up at the yeah. same time, dude. Like, like, so all three of us like meet up, and, and Jeremiah's got a, an acoustic guitar in his hand. And he's like, "Yeah, I used to see you guys play at the Soul Kitchen in El Cajon, and he plays like an old school riff from the like the Soul Cheshire Cat album." Chicken, bro, and, and like Mark knew it was true because it was he played the riff. He, yeah. and Jeremiah still has his old demo tape, and uh, he was like, "Oh my goodness, dude, we were just talking about that," and like his mind was blown, dude. And, <laughs> and he talked with us for, for you know like ten minutes, Fuck and. Yeah. Uh, so that's my Mark Hoppus story. That dude is cool, man. Uh, yeah. Tom dissed me, and and he and he wound up getting into like paranormal. Well, and I've UFOs always heard Tom DeLonge is a dick. So <laughs> yeah. I'll call him out. I don't give a fuck. Never met uh, the guy. It's all good. But anyway, that's cool. That's 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 his deal. But that's cool. Fuck yeah, dude. If you're interested in paranormal and UFOs, talk to me before you talk to Tom, Tom DeLonge. <laughs> Just say it. Just say it. <laughs> hey. Am I lying? Am I- <laughs> Uh, I was gonna say something, but I don't want to be nice. Yeah, let's be, let's be nice. Let's, be, <laughs> let's nice. be nice. Yeah, yeah. Talk to Chris first. Yeah, talk to me first. Chris knows what's up. <laughs> He's seen some shit. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. So, so all right. So we decided to do this. Chris actually was hesitant to do uh, an interview with me for different reasons, but um, he decided because I'm kind of uh, trying something different. Uh, this whole Blue Dreamer broadcast thing is is uh, kind of a back to my roots uh, approach to music, you know, and uh, and so he agreed to do a podcast when he had told me. Now I'm not putting it on the spot or anything, but I'm just saying he agreed to do a podcast with me when I told him it was going to be about music and not about conspiracies or yeah. whatever, whatever. So. Um, so yeah, what do you what do you what how are you feeling about that now? Like this is actually the first music podcast I'd ever done in my life. 
It's broad, broadcast, broadcast. Oh, broadcast. <laughs> you right. You right. <laughs> fix it. Fix that I'm in just editing. We'll fix, that, fix that in post. Um, fix it in post. You know, everything I've done, as far as that goes, was you know paranormal related. I, I had actually co-hosted Rock 105.3 with Missy twice. Nice. Hell yeah. and that that was a cool experience. And fuck yeah. that was music, and that actually kind of was preparation for what I wound up doing with paranormal and, and stuff. Hell yeah. That was cool. But yeah, I mean, this. so I did those two music interviews for Rock 105.3, and now this is the the third one I've ever done. So th- this was definitely cool for me. And, Dope. And, you know, I, I want to, like, emphasize that, like, music is a great way of life for, for you know, for the youngsters out there. It's For it's, everyone. For every, yeah, for, <laughs> for the old guys and, and the youngsters. It's, yeah. You don't have to top the charts to have a good life playing music. You, you're going to make friends and, and uh, you know, I was able, you know, I was able to do the things I wanted to do. And some of my favorite, you know, I, we shared some some stories about ce- celebrities and stuff, but some of my favorite memories have nothing to do with, with uh, celebrities. Like one time there was a, like a regular like Kavena fan. Yeah. And, and uh, so I, I hung out with him once. And, yeah. Uh, he started playing some of his music for me, not not music he wrote, but like music that he likes. You yeah. Know? So his playlist. Yeah. And, and like I'm kicking it with him, and I and, and I kind of realized I'm like, you got shitty taste in music. <laughs> I, I didn't like say that, but but yeah. I'm like I'm you like this is one of my break his heart. Bro. <laughs> I didn't say it. His no, dreams. No, it, it, it was it was amazing for me because this was one of the biggest fans of my music, Fuck and then yeah. I I wound up thinking he had shitty taste in music. <laughs> so what does that say about <laughs> me? Nah, nah. But no, oh, that was I oh, know I love. It. I no, loved it. Sure. And then like this other this other time, we played at the Blarney Stone and there's this dive bar in, in El Cajon that I yeah. love also. And uh, shout Blarney Stone. This this guy, I don't even. I wish I would have got his name at least. But like he, I remember, he, he was like some rich dude from Arizona, and he was wearing the tu- the Canadian tuxedo, you know, like the je- the jeans, uh, the shirt, oh, the okay, jean jacket, okay, okay, and, okay. The, and the blue jeans, like from head to toe. Oh yeah. And, and I remember he was all sloppy. He's, he's all he's all. I want to buy three hundred dollars worth of your shirts, and, and, and I tried to talk about it. Show me the cash. <laughs> yeah, well, show me the money first. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I was like, I was like, no, you don't, sir. You no, want to buy a couple don't. shirts and a CD? That's yeah. what you want to buy. And he got all mad. He's like, it's my money. Don't tell me how to spend it. And I'm like, okay, okay, you, you right. And, and then he's uh, like, well, I got to go to the ATM, and I'm like, oh, he's not coming. He's back. not coming. You know back. He won't be back. Bro. But, but like. He came I go back. to the ATM. I mean, taco shop. He came back. <laughs> and then I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we thought. Yeah. Then he comes back and he's like, "Dudes, I was able to get five hundred dollars oh, out." And we're shit. like, "Oh, damn, dude!" And, and like, we're we're like, "Dude, you're gonna need trash bags. You know, that's so much merch." And, and so luckily we had it and like wow. we sold him. Yeah, I sold one guy five hundred dollars worth of Cavendish merch in one night. And, Crazy. And, he wound up giving the shirts out to everybody in the bar. Ah, oh, that's fucking sick. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And like, shout out to that dude. Yeah, I wish I would have. Canadian cowboy <laughs> from yeah. Arizona. Respect. Well, like, I went back to the Blarney Stone just a few weeks later with a friend. I wasn't performing or anything, just to have a few drinks. Yeah. And uh, the door guy checking IDs was wearing a Cavena shirt, and, and and I go, I, you know, while he's checking my ID, I go, "That's a cool shirt," and he and he gets mad at me, dude. He's like, <laughs> 
It's a band that plays here all the time. <laughs> you talking shit? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm the guitar player. Yeah. And he didn't even recognize me. He chewed me out for not knowing my own band's shirt. And yeah, like, yeah. that's one of those surreal memories, dude. Yeah, like, that's so funny. Those are my two favorite memories Fuck in my, yeah. my music career. Respect, respect. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good fucking... That's a good uh, shoot down right there. You're like, <laughs> yeah. we talk shit, bitch. You're like, oh, don't even tell me you're the bad. You're like, sorry, sorry, yeah, sir. I didn't sorry. tell him. Yeah. Apologies. My apologies. I was my like, apologies. I'll, keep, I'll keep my eyes out for yeah, him. Yeah, I'll check him out. Yeah, I'll check him out if they come back. Dude, respect, respect, yeah. respect. <laughs> well, fuck yeah, man. Thank you. Um, I have a feeling this is not going to be our first interview in this capacity because um, I think I want to hear some more stories, bro. So there you go. I think you're gonna. I'm gonna have you start a journal of your stories, and then uh, just keep coming back, and we'll fucking go over them, bro. I'm sure you Sounds got good. plenty more stories, bro. Hey, the listeners out there, check out the bands, a different kind of giant, yeah, and Jewelry Girl, yeah, and Enola Revin. Check out those bands. Yeah, respect, respect. I would ask if you have social media or anything, but I know you don't. <laughs> yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> But if you really want to find out what Chris is up to, ask me. Yeah, hit up Isaac. And uh, I'll let you know that he doesn't care what you think. (laughs) (laughs) Much love and respect, my brother. Thank you for for hanging out. Thank you for telling your stories. And this will definitely be the first of many. That's what's up. Anyone paying attention, much love and respect to you. Thank you. Um, I hope this falls on on good ears. And... uh, Thank you for uh, for paying attention. Much love and respect. Peace.